We start in Teddy City, where Justin Pervert finally got off after John enabled his addiction by adding a new Johnson to the mix. Deontay, that is. Esto was fresh off his mayoral victory and bopping up and down the town, yelling, Najee sets, Najee sets, Teddy City on fire. Monday night, after securing his second victory of the week, Lamar Phil Jackson and Jacoby Bryant Myers taught Jacob that all good things come to an end. And this three and six record might end with him on Genie Bus Watch. Esto, 111.7. Jacob, 104.7. Whip! Whip! <laughs> Next, we head to the battle between leaders of America's street youths, where Nick Miller Chubb had himself a Jessica Day on Sunday, and Lighting is taking a Gesicki Day from work to celebrate in Miami with unlimited chalk and unlimited chicks. Orange Julio Jones said Happy Hanukkah from Lighting's Bench, and Dak Prescott Muscutty was unfuckwittable in garbage time. Boston Scotty doesn't know, couldn't have an illustrious day, and the Deaf Boys may have built something, but it's all crashing down after two straight losses. Lighting, 109.3, Nate, 103.8. <laughs> unfortunate. Now, we go to the farm, where this week's Something's Gotta Give matchup was electric. Loaf was the giver in this one, as Michael Hitman had a community-minded Thursday. But it didn't matter, as Santa Claus came early this year in the form of Keenan Tim Allen for Osh. We're seeing an uptick in bus tickets in Osh's search history, which could be more toxic than his very public corn hub addiction. He'll try to block out the rat poison and bring the championship culture back to the land. Osh, 94.4. Oh, Loaf, 80.3. Oh, no. Next, to the heavily anticipated battle of the meats, where Tenny's secret sauce didn't get things moist enough in week nine to get a win. John Bellion Taylor went stupid deep on Thursday, but it was the Bears defense that made Jesse say, I'm at an all-time low, 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 low on Monday night. Josh Hoodie Allen told Tenny, famous for assholes, as they both found bottom feeders in the league saying, I'll give it to you, no interruption, making for a long Sunday on the gridiron. Sammy, 86.2, Tenny, 84.2, some spread. Tick, 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 tick. <laughs> what? What? Last, we go to the annual board of directors meeting, where it was the previous regime that proved experience matters in this league. Chase Deadmans played one, count it, one snap before his life ended on the field via high ankle sprain. Pat Air Fryermuth, more like Pat Air Jordan, as he looked like the goat on Monday night. And Jay Cole Beasley may have been unvaccinated, but he worked out for Will proving that Cochran's Wood is looking for no role models. At 5-4, and four, this team is sleeping well, and the rest of the league says, first things first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. For real. Will, 88, Sloan, 86. All right, fire hydrants. Uh, nine weeks, 
in the books. You know, it, it was a tough one for myself and it was, I think it was a tough one for a lot of people. There were, it was a wild Monday night. There were matchups that came down to it. Um, and Hey, if you ended up on the losing side of one of those, it's tough to swallow in week nine when we're this deep, you know, wins become losses, losses become wins. It was the Monday night witching hour and Hey, you got to give credit where it's due. Um, with roster moves, right? Like the Pat Fryermuth. Uh great roster move by Will. There were some other ones too. Um the def- the Bears defense, Sammy playing them against the Steelers, phenomenal move. And you know, it that's fantasy football right there. Uh no interview this week. I'm going to talk at you guys for a little bit and just kind of go through a new segment it's a segment I've been working on putting together for a little bit and it is called SWAT Team Sloan so a little playoff SWAT team Tate uh, but a different type of SWAT team this is a SWAT analysis it's strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats anybody that attended the Nebraska Wesleyan School of Business knows about a SWOT analysis you probably know about a SWOT analysis anyways Um, pretty common, but this is SWAT Team Sloan. I'm going to go up and down the standings. I'm going to start with Nate Meter. Um, I think the strength of this team is he's got two really good quarterbacks. Uh, That's certainly a strength. I think he could play either one of them going forward. He's going to be able to play matchups. Quarterback's obviously a really important position, so he's got that on lock. Weakness for Nate is uh, Derrick Henry. Injury to Derrick Henry does not help. He's got a very thin running back core. Um, And, you know, when you lose a guy like Derrick Henry, that's a weakness for your team. And it's unfortunate, but that's that's how she goes. An opportunity for Nate is he made a really good trade with John, and he kind of made up for the Derrick Henry thing. I mean, you can't make up for Derrick Henry, but he got Cordero Patterson, a really consistent player. And he also got Mark Ingram, who could be – valuable if if Kamara is hurt this week and if he's hurt going forward so a couple opportunities in the running back room for Nate and then a threat is just if one of those guys goes down if Gibson gets hurt if if uh, Cordero gets hurt then it's back to the waiver wire maybe the Boston Scots of the world whoever Nate can drum up um, from waivers and that's never a fun place to be Jesse Tenney, the strength is just he's putting up points. Um, he keeps putting up points. It seems like every week he's like top three uh, since his little rough start to start the season. But it's just points, points, points from the secret sauce. His weakness is the bye weeks coming up. Uh, he still has John Taylor, Tyreek Hill, and A.J. Brown to go on by, which those are probably arguably his three best players. And... Uh, I think they're all on by in different weeks, so you're just going to be missing a huge guy each week, which does not bode well with five games left when three of them, you're, you know, one of your top guys is out. Opportunity. Uh, first playoff appearance for Jesse. He has not. He has yet to make the playoffs, and, um, hey, that's a great opportunity for him. Right now he's sitting in second place, and he could find, I mean, he, as long as he doesn't, like, royally screw this up, he's going to find himself in the playoffs. A threat is just himself. 
Um, we know the history of Jesse Tenney and the shit he likes to talk in the group chat, which, you know, karma has a way of working itself out. But, you know, just look at the track record. He hasn't made the playoffs. So I think the biggest threat to himself is himself. Um, and that's Jesse Tenney, but I think his team's really good and he's going to be tough to beat. Esto, strength is just the roster. Just this roster construction was really good. He he got his three running backs early, and he, I mean, he's made a couple moves. He made that trade with Nate to get Deontay Johnson, which I think was a really good move for him. And now just, if you look up and down the roster, it's just solid. And I think that's what Esto kind of does year after year. You know, he's got Kittle at tight end. Herbert's been good at quarterback. I mean, it's just like a really good roster. And he's getting some depth as well. Um, opportunity. Well, the weakness for Esto is his remaining schedule. He kind of uh, pointed it out in his interview. But it's a tough remaining schedule. And, uh, you know, that's never fun when it comes down to those last few games when you're playing the best teams. Opportunity is bye weeks. He's got them all behind him. Uh, he's not going to have to worry about a lot of bye weeks, especially with his big players going forward. And I think that's going to help him in these matchups where he's playing good teams. And then threat is just his status as mayor. Um, you know, he maybe might not be all in all the time. And he's got some other duties, some other things that he's concerned about in the, in the town of Titty City. So that's always a threat is just the status of Esto. Um, he's a, you know, he's a public figure. And so he has to, he has to kind of abide by that. Sloan K, um, strength, I honestly say would be like the trades and waiver wire moves. Uh, the trade with Will obviously worked out well with the Ridley thing. You never could have foreseen that, but you know, the waiver wire, has actually been my friend this year. And so I've, I've gotten to pick up some of these running backs that make spot starts for me. And then, you know, just defenses, wide receivers, things like that. I've, I've had to start a lot of waiver wire additions and that's never good, but you know, sitting at five and four, it's worked out okay. Weakness is depth, just got a ton of injuries. And that's my threat too, is just injuries. I mean, if these guys don't come back, if Brown is out for a while if Saquon's out for a while uh it's not gonna go well so I need these guys need to get healthy and uh would have helped to get Deshaun Watson traded but you know he'll just be a I'll just eat him the rest of the week on my bench and he'll just be a spot I can't use opportunities uh taking big swings on waivers I took a swing at Taysom Hill I took a swing at Alexander Madison you know, the Dalvin Cook situation is kind of weird. I don't, I think he's going to, it sounds like he's going to keep playing, but you never know. And uh, Taysom Hill, you know, I, I'm going to just bet on Trevor Simeon not being the guy. So I think Taysom could be a good little starter with Hertz, kind of work those guys in based on matchups. And, you know, you saw what Taysom Hill did last year for Osh and see if he can do it again. Um, Will Reimer, strength is his record. He's five and four. He's won, he, you know, he's won a lot of his matchups. And really, besides the one with me, he's won handedly his matchups after looking at it. And um, he's five and four, you know, you can't, can't argue with that. He's in the top half of the league and 
that's certainly a strength. His weakness is depth. He doesn't have a ton. Um, he's another guy that need. I mean, it would really help if Ridley can't, comes back at any time. But Will just doesn't have a ton of depth on his bench, especially in like the running back department. His opportunity though is health, uh, getting people back, or not getting people back. I mean, he legitimately his team is healthy. Like he doesn't even have questionable guys looking at his roster. It's basically Ridley needs to come back, and that's it. Um, but he's actually been a very healthy team this season, knock on wood. Uh, his threat is his remaining schedule as well. He's got Esto, Loaf, Tenny, and Z-Tech, which I would say are four very hard matchups. Um, so it's not going to be an easy road for Will to get to the playoffs, but we'll see how it goes. Um, Matt Karloff, strength is his roster. He's just got a really good roster. Uh, the weakness for him is injuries, too. I mean, CMC, Edwards Alaire, a bunch of guys have been hurt. And if he gets them back, you know, that's his opportunity right there, is just having an incredible roster. You saw how he started when, all, when everybody was healthy. And that's how he could finish, too, if everyone stays healthy. But I think the threat to Loaf is Cam Newton. Uh, I think he could be a vulture in the in goal line situations for McCaffrey. I think he could take a lot of touchdowns away from him. Um, and I truly think the threat to McCaffrey being just the most ridiculous hum, human on earth is maybe Cam Newton takes some takes some of those runs away from him. Um, Sammy Zetek, his strength is points. You know he's he's got more points than the rest of the bottom of the league. And so if he ends up in a tiebreaker situation, it's probably going to look pretty good for him. Weakness has been scheduling so far. Uh, he's had a tough go with the matchups and how everything's worked out. He's lost some really close ones. It seems like he, yeah, he, he won the one against Tenny this week, which was a close one. Which So maybe it's reverting back to the mean, but he's lost some tough ones and he's given up a ton of points. Um, his opportunity is just being the party crasher. He's got nothing to lose. He's four and five. He's not in playoff position. He can just crash the party from here on out. Um, you know, win a few of these games he shouldn't and sneak into the playoffs. So that's his opportunity right there. He's just crashing the party at the end of the year. And his threat is start set decisions. They continue to just bite him. Uh, he hasn't been good. Let's just call a spade a spade. He has not been good at making roster move, roster decisions, start-sit decisions on a week-by-week basis. He's sitting wide receivers that go off, and it seems like he's never got the right three in there. Uh, Jacob Engel, strength, bye weeks. He's got a lot of bye weeks behind him, and he's got a lot of like weird stuff behind him, like the Hopkins thing. Hopefully he's behind him now. Um, you know, Metcalf already had his bye, Lamar had his bye, so he's he's going to be able to just roll and go, you know, roll everybody out there and just go from here on out. His weakness is still running backs. It has been all year. He just can't find running backs to fill his two slots. I mean, it's been a disaster every week for him at the running back position. But his opportunity is the waiver wire. That's you know, you're third in priority. So once those running backs come up, he can maybe start grabbing some of them uh, and, and get maybe hopefully two consistent guys in there. And his threat is luck. He just, he's been unlucky this year. He's 
kind of like Sammy, he's given up a lot of points. He plays one of the highest scores every week, it seems like. And there are definitely weeks where he's scored more than the bottom half and he's lost. So the threat is just you continue to be unlucky. People have these seasons where they're just unlucky. And that might be Jacob this year. Trevor Lighting, strength, is all of a sudden somehow running backs. He's got a stable of them. Uh, he's used the waiver wire to his kind of benefit, and he's got a bunch. I mean, he's got three dudes and then, you know, a couple guys that you can fill in. Uh, but then you look at his weakness, it's wide receivers. Uh, he's got DJ Moore, and that's end of list. So, you know, Julio hasn't worked out. Julio, I mean, sorry, hasn't worked out. And it just seems like he's, you know, the Emmanuel Sanders of the world who can be boom or bust. But he's struggling there. His opportunity, though, is controlling his own destiny. He ends the year with Jacob and Osh. You win those two, you don't go on the bus. So he controls his own destiny, which is a great opportunity for him. And one that he's not going to take lightly. And his threat is just history. We saw what happened two years ago. He fell apart. And he could very well do it again. It's a threat for Trevor Lighting that he just folds against Jacob and folds against Osh. And he finds himself on the bus. So this brings us to our last manager, and it's Aaron Oshner. Uh, his strength is momentum. He's got a little momentum right now. Uh, he's He won last week. That's a start. He beat Loaf, which is a good win. And he's getting these guys back. Uh, and his roster is really not terrible when people are healthy. That's just been the issue. So strength is momentum. His weakness is points for He's got the fewest in the league, and that's a tough road. You know, you almost have to just start winning games and, and hope you're not in a tiebreaker situation at year end because that's the threat is a tiebreaker. If he's... Him and Lighting both have five wins, or Jacob or Sammy or whoever. It's probably Osh riding the bus because of the tiebreaker. So that's the threat. But his opportunity is just health, getting guys back. Um, and Mahomes, he's still, he's still got Mahomes. And you think Mahomes is going to turn around at some point, which would be a huge opportunity. But he just has not looked good as a NFL quarterback this year. So, hope you enjoyed that. It was quick, but or I tried to make it as quick as possible. But that was the first ever edition of SWAT Team Sloan. And boys, have a good week 10. Good luck to everybody, except for Trevor Lighting. Um, just keep on keeping on. And as always, fuck you guys. <laughs>